Well, hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Read with me, Ray. And Dr. K. So we're back. Season 35, episode three. A Hard Jay's Night. Yeah. So we start off with the aftermath of the previous elimination in which Jenny sent Jen home and all the guys oh, are... God, <laughs> there are two and there's also a jennifer so she needs to go next so that we just yeah. have one jen in no, the I house jennifer was jen who knows there's jenny and then there's jennifer who went by jen oh, okay so there's not three no okay good good but that's why it was confusing <laughs> anyway <laughs> after the elimination all of the guys are now talking since it's going to be their week up next about their strategies for approaching this new landscape. And Rogan and CT are the two who are the most amped to just get it out of the way and go into the very next elimination. And I figured that this would be CT's approach for sure because he knows he's not going to get many chances. Right. You know, we discussed this, I think, in the first, after the first episode that no one is going to vote for CT to go in. So he really has to take the onus to make sure he gets in. Yeah, for sure. And then we cut to D and J um, flirting on the couch, which I would not mind at all if it weren't for D's weird revenge sex angle. It seems like everything <laughs> in her life revolves around Rogan, whether it's making him happy or making him mad. <laughs> She's flirting so damn hard. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I can't. But uh, Jay seems to be into it. But it's the whole Rogan angle that makes it just exhausting to watch. Jay's into it at first, and we'll see some of that play out a little bit later. But... D claims she wants to give Rogan a taste of his own medicine, and oh I just have God, to give that just, the biggest eye roll. I just wish I could fast forward through anything having to deal with their storyline for the rest of the season, because I've already reached my limit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Jay kind of, at the end of that entire scene, Jay in his talking head points out that he's recognizing that all of this flirting is going to make his life pretty difficult because he yeah. instantly put the target on his back. Yeah. Then we cut to another couple, another weird couple in the house. <laughs> Swaggy C and Bailey. Swaggy's oh, yeah. tucking Bailey in underneath a blanket that has photos of them printed on it. And Anissa is all of us in just looking at them like they're crazy and also being slightly freaked out. It's not just photos. It's like 50 photos. Oh yeah, many. It's the kind of thing that you would give to your granny as a gift, right? But not necessarily <laughs> something that you would cuddle up in bed with your significant other. <laughs> My favorite part is Anissa points out that there's a photo of them wearing a shirt with a photo of them on it. Like blanketception. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they are interesting. I think they're trying to become like a very famous reality TV couple. I feel like their whole vibe is very deliberate and calculated and they want to be known as being like this couple who can hop through all these different reality TV platforms. Well, they are from Big Brother, so yeah. 
Oh, and then, of course, we have Johnny holding court um, with Tori and some others whose names I can't be bothered to list. And all he's talking about is Ashley's shape-shifting abilities, how he calls her a snake, and he wants to kind of put her game on blast to the entire house, specifically to the girls in the house. And to me, it just sounds like he's feeling threatened by her. Yeah. And so he's trying to cut off her head. And he was saying what he doesn't like about her is that she knows how to tell people what they want to hear and that she's sneaky. Hmm. (laughs) Like hot meat kettle. (laughs) Because that's exactly your gameplay. Yeah. To tell people what they want to hear and to make shady alliances, case in point, you and Wes. Yeah. And change alliances when it suits you. But... You want to call Ashley out on that? I know. It's so transparent. But what caught me off guard is that we cut to Ashley and she's crying to to Jenny. And then I was like, things have escalated. I didn't realize that she was so sensitive. Like, this is my first season seeing her. I think that was a game. Oh, fake tears? Yeah. Hmm. Real tears, but fake. Yeah. Yeah. She's an an actor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so Johnny walks in while she's crying to Jen. Yes, because he's got to put his loofah away. Very passive aggressive. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't understand why you're upset. And so Jenny tries to smooth it over. And, you know, Jenny is pretty astute. And she says correctly that Johnny likes to push people's buttons. Yeah, that is definitely one thing that he is good at. He will recognize what your uh, insecurity is, I guess. And he will poke at it and poke at it and poke at it until you break. Yeah, it's definitely a strategy that has been successful to him in the past. So during all of this, CT walks in and is trying to figure out what is going on. Papa Bear CT. (laughs) (laughs) And Johnny keeps poking at Ashley and CT calls him rotten. Oh, I loved that moment. It was so earnest. (laughs) And Johnny was like, no, it's not. And CT gives the greatest look to the camera. What the fuck are you talking about? You know you're full of shit. Yeah, so that's kind of where everyone is post-elimination in the house. So now we move to the breakdown where we'll talk about this episode's mission, which is decode and detonate. And during this mission, it's a game that's going to be played as individuals. TJ says it's all about stamina, memory, and blowing shit up. Oh and God. he's thrilled, of course. Wait, do we think that TJ has a ghostwriter, or does he like? Do you think he sits in a room somewhere and writes down these like one-liners? <laughs> no, I've never actually thought about it before. Uh, sometimes I think he, I think some of the stuff when he's introducing things are definitely pre-written. Yeah. But then some of the other stuff when he's talking directly to a certain challenger or he's chastising them or he's giving them side eye those are definitely all his own yeah yeah so in decode and detonate each player has a puzzle board that has a secret code on it 
And at the top of the hill, it looks like maybe this is like a half a mile away. There are two decoding stations. Yeah. So the challengers basically have to look at their board, um, see what, what they need to decode, run up the hill, go to the board and, and memorize what their characters mean in letters and numbers, and then run back down and try to solve the puzzle. Yeah. And according to TJ, the first two people to solve will then have to run to a detonator to blow up some trucks. Yes. And it's an added layer of complexity is that you don't know which board your symbol is going to be found on. Yeah. So you end I up thought was devious. We had to run up two separate hills and then it also throws off like your memorization game because you're not able to just decode them in the order that you memorize them if your one symbol isn't on that board that you went to first. And so right. it kind of gets complicated. The whole blowing up a truck angle to me just seemed like for dramatic effect, there's actually right. <laughs> no skill or strategy involved in that. They could have just as easily yeah. rung a bell, but you know, this right. is the sickest most dangerous season ever so right they had a budget to spend on bombs and helicopters and they didn't let anything go to waste <laughs> so we start the game and this is my absolute favorite part is that sag saggy c <laughs> swaggy c claims he has a photographic memory right oh telegraph Oh, okay. okay. This should be interesting. <laughs> I'm like, watch him fail. I just knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and Bailey claims she has a pretty smart brain. A very smart brain. Yeah. Yes. Tori wants to win to get Jordan in and throw in Jay against him. Mm -hmm. And Jay still recognizes that he's a target. <laughs> so as the game progresses, we notice that there's a lots of different strategies happening. Yeah. Swaggy C is relying on this uh, photographic memory. CT gives all of his symbols names so that he can remember them. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Jordan decides to try to remember four to five symbols at once, um, with his strategy being that he knows that he's a fast runner and that he can make up time on the back end if he happens to get any wrong, which I think for him is a pretty decent strategy. Right. Fessy, on the other hand, plans to only do three symbols at a time. <laughs> he probably doesn't have a low expectation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's trying to play it safe. Wes plans to do four, and he says he's a measure twice, cut once type of guy, which oh, I believe. Of course he is. And Ashley does what I do, and she sings the key to herself to remember, which is how I got through college. I would sing all my notes to myself so that way I would remember them on test. <laughs> so yeah, me and Ashley rock rocking the same strategies. Yeah. And it also has the added benefit of confusing the fuck out of anyone who's standing next to her while oh, right. they're simultaneously studying the board, which is great. Which I'm sure is why she does it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's running back and forth, back and forth. Swaggy lo and behold, is the first person to call for a check. He does. Decoded text. He and does. He followed maybe 30 seconds later by CT. Mm -hmm. So Tej comes over 
And we learned that Swaggy, in fact, does not have a photographic memory. Because if he did, <laughs> he would so have one. <laughs> yeah. TJ is just like, nah, dude. No. That ain't it. So TJ checks CT's and CT has correctly decoded his and he sprints off to blow up his truck. Cheers to CT. Yes, it was, it's, it was a good win. And I think it was a good reminder that like, this is someone who is very good at puzzles. Yeah. He's brawny, but he's also brainy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bailey decides to copy part of Jenny's decoding. I'm not Um, mad at her. I'm not mad at her. Use (laughs) the tools that are available to you, girl. Yep. And she calls for a check and she gets the okay and she is the second winner. And because they only have two winners, CT and Bailey get to decide who the third tribunal member is. Mm-hmm. Bailey, of course, wants Swaggy. Nobody is surprised by this. No. And CT is, of course, concerned because that would put him at a two-to-one disadvantage within the tribunal yeah. because they could outvote him on anything. So and he wants to he, go in. Right. And, you know, to, he's still thinking about it, you know, but he wants at least, he wants it to at least be fair towards yeah. him. So he suggests they bring another girl into the tribunal, um, someone who... If they, bring in another, if they bring in another girl, they have less stakes because it's a guy's night in the elimination. Exactly. Right? Instead of having two guys who would have to then decide which of the two would go in. Um, and he tries to give his word that he'll help to ensure Swaggy doesn't get voted in. But Bailey is not happy with this. And she says... She knows he's going to get voted in if he's not in the tribunal and basically pouts until she gets her way. And she's, she's literally pouting like a five-year-old. Even when she got that. her way, she was still pouting. <laughs> yeah. And which I don't understand because I don't understand why she even thinks that because there, there has been nothing to suggest that anyone was voting for Swaggy. So far, we've heard Jay's name over and over and over again yeah. at the beginning of this episode. Um, so as she's like demanding that Swaggy C be put into the tribunal, CT points out that he doesn't know if he can trust any Big Brother people. And now Swaggy wants to jump in the conversation to ask if CT thinks Big Brother um, people are backstabbers all the time. And everyone is like, yeah. <laughs> the show's only been on for what? like 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching it a really long time ago, but that's all they do is backstab on that show. Yeah. So, like, that's all you know how to do. So regardless of all of this, they make the deal that Swaggy will be in the tribunal, but that CT, that they will default to CT for the big decisions. Yes. And he's going to hold them to that. And ultimately, my favorite part of all, the, all of this is that we've seen in the prior episodes that whenever the tribunal, whenever the two people who have been selected have to vote for that third person, they have literally walked away from the group and like whispered 
to each other about who they're making their decisions about. That didn't happen this time. I think Bailey was trying to walk away and CT stops, like literally. He doesn't have anything to hide. (laughs) Two feet in front of the group. Yeah. And you can see that Bailey tries to whisper her thoughts to CT and CT repeats everything that she says (laughs) so that everyone- At a normal volume. And I just thought that this was such a smart strategy on his part because if if Swaggy and Bailey do end up backstabbing him, yes, everyone has heard the deal that they've made. Everyone has heard the reasonings that CT has laid out with why he's uncomfortable with this deal. So if they do end up backstabbing him, he has essentially set them up so that no one else in the house will trust them. Yeah. No, it's because, really it's really good. Yeah, it was a very smart strategy on his part and that is something I think only a veteran player, like an actual veteran player would know how to do or yeah. would recognize that is important to do. Yeah. So, what would you what would you have changed about this episode this mission? I loved the first part the decoding, having to memorize these very unfamiliar symbols, running to the thing, the added challenge of there being two keys with different symbols on each key. Mm-hmm. I mean, the entire second part of it, the blowing up of a truck that, that like does nothing to me, doesn't push any of my buttons. I'm not excited by like exploding automobiles. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I wish that the turn you on. <laughs> so I wish there would have been like an actual second part to this game that was actually competitive as the first two missions that we've seen have actually had competitive second rounds. Yeah. Um, Because I agree. I would have actually made activating the detonator part of the game and maybe they would have had to figure out how to complete a circuit by connecting the right set of wires in order to power oh my gosh yes like sparking together a red and a green right and that would have been like a die hard yes like you know action movie type thing special ops shit no that would have been good they need you you should submit i don't know (laughs) (laughs) submit ideas um and then the other thing that well i really had a question about was I didn't understand why they didn't do the top three puzzle decoders instead of the top two, especially when there's a tribunal format at play. Mm. So what's the point of just stopping the game when two people win, when you're, you should be taking top three? Maybe to add drama in the two winners having to, you know, devise who the third person is going to be and why and like perhaps introducing just another layer of conflict yeah i guess uh and you know this is the second time they've kind of done this and but it makes me think that maybe the original format of this season was supposed to be um sex gender-based gender-based teams as opposed to individual because usually when they have gender-based um competition they have one male winner and one female winner. Yeah. Um, also, I just don't like Swaggy and Bailey. And if we had had top three, 
we would have avoided all of this like swaggy bailey nonsense yeah. and then we would actually have to see what it would look like for swaggy to politic for himself as opposed to having bailey uh be aggressive towards everybody in his, on his behalf yeah it's true yeah so we get back to the house and of course people start politicking in their little cliques um and we first see ashley d and melissa talking about really not wanting to throw jay in for ashley and melissa well rather for melissa melissa just thinks he's she's a nice guy d wants to keep him around to continue to annoy rogan and ashley wants to make a play for johnny um and so she's starting to work that angle of getting people to switch from jay to johnny and she pretty much has those three on board from the beginning well, I think at first she just kind of puts it out there that I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care who anybody else is voting for. I'm voting for Johnny because mm-hmm. he's pissing me off. And she really doesn't, she really doesn't start to strategize about getting everyone to vote for Johnny until I think it must have been D who said you know what, everyone else is voting for Jay, but I don't want Jay to go in, so maybe I'll join you in voting for Johnny. Yeah. And when she says that, um, Melissa is like, oh, well, well, I don't, I like Jay, like, he's cool, so, you know what, I can vote for Johnny, too. (laughs) So, I think once Ashley saw how easy that was, then it became clear that she could have a strategy to like talk everybody else into it but yeah. before she could even get there. Kayla, like, first of all, don't know who she is. Don't know why she inserted herself into this situation. But that's what she does. It must, it's her responsibility to go to Nelson and Corey and let them know that the girls being Ashley, Dee, and Melissa, because she hasn't heard anyone talk about this at this point except for them. Let him let them know that the girls are not voting for Jay and that they're going to throw Johnny's name in. And then Nelson and Corey right. start thinking about whether or not they should do the same because I think some of some two of them had bad blood. Which two is it? All of them have oh, bad blood. Okay, with great. <laughs> and Ashley comes in shortly after that and tells them that she's definitely voting for Johnny. So once they hear that, Nelson and Corey decide to run with it. Yes. And of course, Corey can't make any decisions by himself. So he decides to check in with Wes because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure he thinks he's in an an alliance with Wes. Well, I mean, I love this because I'm like, oh, is this the beginning? Is this the start of the downfall of the unholy alliance we kept calling it team you're all fucked but i guess they've That's rebranded they themselves yeah they must have rebranded <laughs> they've rebranded to become the unholy alliance right. um but yeah Corey and nelson go to Wes, tell him what's happening and he appears to be thinking about it but it just he's very non-committal at yeah his beard his the beard stroking seems like just He's acting. He's acting like he's thinking about it, but I don't think he's really thinking about it. And he's very, um, he says, I think this is what he says, but the sound was really low. I'm pretty sure he said, I'm thinking about burning a vote. Yeah. We'll get back to in a little bit. Yeah. 
So we actually get to the vote now. We're, we're at the vote. Johnny, once again, has nominated himself as the person to start off. And he Why is he always the first person to speak? Like, can he give <laughs> other people a chance to know. speak? I don't know. But it's he's, annoying. He starts off by voting for Jay. Kyle follows and votes for Jay. And Jay then first it, throws it back to Johnny. Oh, yeah, says, that's okay, true. I'm voting for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle for Jay. And then D gives a speech about why she's voting the way she is because she likes she thinks Jay is cute and she wants to keep him around. She basically because yeah, D thinks she's on the Bachelorette. Yeah, she's putting on a show for Rogan, but she votes Johnny. And then Rogan, of course, votes for Jay. And then we get to Ashley and she throws it in for Johnny. And then the Fessy three Fessy Ashley, throws Fessy it in for Johnny. Nelson. Nelson throws it in for Johnny. And this is when Johnny starts to get hot. Because like, it's he's trying even. not to show it, but <laughs> you could see that he's getting pissed. Yeah. And then Jordan burns his vote on himself for what reason, I don't know. Like, come on, be controversial. That's what we're all here for. But I also think he was, <laughs> he was, he was literally trying to go in, but nobody's putting Jordan Oh. <laughs> the elimination he's too he's too tough a competitor yeah like he can do he can do just about anything whereas ct is like he's definitely brawn he's definitely brainy he's brawn in that he can do like he can knock you he will out. knock you over yeah <laughs> jordan is brawn in the sense that he can do any physical activity that they throw his way so nobody's voting for Jordan. So I don't even know why, why he nominated himself. But okay, Jordan. Yeah. And then we have Bear voting for Jay. Jenna burns a vote on Nelson. So for those of you who might be new, so burning a vote means that oh, yeah. you don't want to, you don't really want to piss anyone off. And there might be people who are in the lead, but maybe they're your friends. Maybe you're intimidated by them. Maybe you don't want there to be a tit for tat somewhere down the line. So you burn a vote by basically wasting a vote on someone who you think has no chance of ever getting nominated. Yes. But then the tide starts to turn. (laughs) Well, before we even get there, we have seen in probably four of the past eight seasons, maybe less, four of the past six seasons where burning a vote has actually been detrimental to the person who the vote has been burned on. Oh, well, okay. Because the people who who decide, oh, you know what, I'm just going to burn a vote, don't realize that you don't burn a vote when there's still more than half of the people left to vote. True. You burn a vote at the end. Like if you are the third to last, second to last, first, last person left, that's when you burn a vote because it clearly does not matter. Yeah. You burn a vote and there's still more than half of the room left to go, you can shift the tides very easily because other people are like, oh, 
I never thought about voting for that person. And I don't think nobody else will vote for them. So that person votes. And then the next person votes. And then the next person votes. And next thing you know, this burn vote becomes a legitimate contender for going into elimination. Exactly. And we see this happen here. Josh burns. Well, let's not call it burning anymore. So Josh votes for Nelson then after Jenna starts this domino. Then Nani votes for Nelson. And then Casey votes for Nelson. And at this point, Nelson gets hot. Because I think in his brain, when Kayla came up to him and told him that the girls are not voting for Jay, that they're going to put in Johnny, he thought that meant all of the girls in the house. So he, for some reason, took this very personally, felt betrayed, perhaps. And before even Kayla has a chance to vote, he lashes out at her by throwing her under the bus to the entire room and saying that she told him that everyone was going to gun for bananas. Right. He loses his shit. And the best part about this is Corey looks like he's about to have a fucking heart attack. (laughs) And it, it looks like he's thinking, why do I partner with this big old dummy every season? Because something like this happens every season with Nelson because he's so dumb. He is so dumb. Yeah. So, of course, Kayla loses her fucking mind in return. Yeah. And calls Nelson a fucking idiot. And to thank him, she throws him her vote, which now ties him with Johnny. Yeah. He would have been tied with, uh, with Jay. But Johnny, at this point, has had more votes than any of them. Yeah. And because he pisses Kayla off, Kayla decides to vote for him. I'm pretty sure she was probably going to vote for Jay. And now he's tied with Johnny. And you said you don't know Kayla. This is the Kayla I am familiar with. Okay. (laughs) Like, she is batshit crazy. And she likes to fight all the time. All right. Well... So I'm not surprised at all that fairly she lost her shit with Nelson because he was just being real stupid, but it's really easy for her to lose her shit. But of course, Bear loves all of this because he loves crazy ass girls. (laughs) So Kayla getting all aggressive did nothing but cement that his true love for Kayla. And I, I think it's we're going to see this. in stoked his fire for Kayla. Even more. He was already into her. And now he's just like, ooh, she can beat my ass. <laughs> so then Anissa votes for Jordan, I guess, because she's just not even participating, really. Yeah. Tori votes for Jay, which is not a big surprise. And then Big T votes for Bananas because it's what she decided that morning. <laughs> But the part that, like, annoys me is that Johnny tries to passive-aggressively intimidate her. Yeah. You know, when she's like, you know, I had decided I was going to vote on someone because I didn't think they would mind. And he was like, well, I do mind. Well, he minds. it's a fucking elimination vote. You don't think Jay minded that you voted for him and tried to get everybody else to vote for him? Yeah. Like, Johnny is the classic um do on to 
don't do what do unto me what I do to others. Yeah, this is kind of like a hitch your wagon to my truck metaphor I was trying to make last week. (laughs) We just don't have the words. I know what you're going for. I can I can do it, but you can't. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That like Johnny is the classic example of that. Yeah. So I'm so happy that Big T was like, okay, fuck that. I'm still voting for you. Yeah. (laughs) Which was great. And now we get to Wes. And but at this point the votes are stacked pretty evenly so, between Johnny and Jay. Johnny might even be Well, Jay and Nelson are tied in second place and Johnny currently has the most votes. And it's what it's down to it's we're at West. He's not the we're last person West. to ver- vote, Correct. but he's the third to last person and so Correct. So Johnny is fucking terrified right yeah. now. Yeah. Because he hasn't fully decided whether or not he can actually trust Wes. No, and neither have we. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We have not fully decided if we can trust anything about this alliance. Yeah. Um, But Wes votes, and he votes for? Jay. He votes for Jay. And this has real repercussions, because if he would have voted for Johnny or maybe even burned his vote, I think it would have changed the outcome of the entire vote because after he does that, Melissa then chickens out and votes for Jay and Corey then chickens out and also votes for Jay. And so if those two votes would have went for Johnny, he would have been going into elimination. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a ballsy move by Wes and I think everybody was kind of waiting to see what would happen and the whole thing confuses the fuck out of melissa (laughs) she doesn't know what the hell is going on and also now we see that Corey, Corey's wheels are spinning yeah my 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 favorite butter brain he's trying he's trying to use those he's trying to keep up he's trying to keep up and he sort of figures out that there's something not right here because he knows in his heart of hearts that Wes would have not hesitated to put in Johnny. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think their, um, their unholy alliance falters a bit. They should have had a third person to help them balance the deception. Okay. Because their hatred for each other is so well known that even the Brits know about it, Mm -hmm. right? So Wes should have voted for Johnny. And then if they had that third person, that person could have helped still balance out the votes by voting for other people so that Johnny wouldn't have been in the top. But But I think keeping keeping the, the alliance between the two of them is hurting them because they're clearly making decisions that people know they wouldn't normally make. Oh, wait. So does the house not know about their alliance? No, no one knows at this point. Oh! People are getting suspicious. (laughs) And this episode has made it extremely suspicious. Okay, I hadn't realized that we, the audience, were let in on a secret. I thought it was yes. known to the house that they are working no, together. This is a big secret. No one else knows. Well, it's not a secret anymore because the they made out after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right. Um, 
so so that's so that's my thought like if this strategy was really going to work they really needed to have some underlings to do some of the dirty work yeah because they can't they need to still pretend that there's hatred while they're um managing the machinations yeah that happen elsewhere and they can't do it by themselves and this is a prime example of why not yeah shit's getting weird yep. but what's not weird is that jay's going in again <laughs> <laughs> right but also because both melissa and Corey, who is nelson's number one partner changed their vote Nelson gets additionally pissed off because he feels that no one has the balls to commit to what they said that they were going to do. Yeah. And, and then Ash Johnny, of course, uses this as an opportunity to get another dig in at Ashley, laughing at her and her stupid plan, which sets Ashley off. And this is the Ashley that I'm used to. <laughs> Not the crying, oh, woe is me, Ashley. Okay. The Ashley that just cusses at people and storms storms around and yells and then goes to another room and continues Could you see yell? and yelling. Yeah. And after... I don't know if you saw um, one of the extended clips. You may not have seen it because it was on, I think they posted it to Instagram, not Instagram, uh, Twitter, with a deleted scene. When she storms out of the room, she goes to the kitchen where the tribunal, the three tribunal folks are hanging out, waiting for the voting to be over. Mm -hmm. And she goes up and proceeds to yell at them at how much of a dick Johnny is. And as she's doing this, she's swiping shit left and right off of the table, <laughs> off of the kitchen tables. And I'm like, yep, there she is. I bet she's mad that got cut. She was probably doing it mostly for the benefit of airtime. Yep, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So yeah. we move on from the voting. Yeah, the, the, the cast gets a night out. I don't yeah. think it's Halloween. I think there is no... Where are they? Prague? You mentioned that they yeah, might have been I in Prague. they're Prague. But I, I think it's Halloween. I think this was filmed in the fall. But is there... Halloween is an American holiday. Is there Halloween in Prague? No one else was dressed up in the know. bar that they went to. But most of them are American, so I wouldn't be surprised if they oh, knew they were going to be there for I Halloween. And they bring all... They brought their costumes. Because they normally... Even if it's not like a holiday yeah. that's during the time that they're there, they usually plan um, specialty evenings for themselves because they're so bored. Yeah. So they'll have like some sort of costume, themed costume night or whatever. So I do think it was Halloween, um, but I can, we can go back and research and see what time this was filmed, but I'm pretty sure it was filmed in the fall. Okay, that would make sense. I just thought they decided to play dress up on this night and then go to a bar where no one else would be in costume except for their group. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they end up at a bar. Wes and Johnny confess their love for each other. It's very odd. <laughs> very, very odd. Very disturbing. Dee lets Jenny convince her to make out with Jay. Um, and sh so she does visibly and enthusiastically. And this is after Dee readily admitted that Jay's kind of not feeling her because Jay knows he's like, she's trying to use him. Yeah. And she's coming on pretty strong, but she basically I shoves her. <laughs> her. 
Yeah. And of course, he's just like, okay, I guess we're going to do this. <laughs> I consent, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and Rogan gets pissed. And I just, I don't have the energy to care anymore. I don't, I don't care. But he's angry and the camera wants us to know that he's angry and his confessional wants us to know that he's angry. So I guess... And he's now we know like, that. I'm going to send Jay home in a body bag. Okay, dude. Okay. Casual murder. Great. We love yeah. it. Whatever, dude. They get back to the house, and then Rogan and D have a fight, and I'm still over but it. even before that, <laughs> I don't care. Rogan walks into their room, because remember, him oh, and D oh. have the same bunk, and passively, yeah. aggressively grabs his, like, blanket and pillow and stomps off to go sleep elsewhere in the bunker. And everybody's like, uh, okay, dude, see you later. Just, she runs after just him. Just nonsense. And, it's, and she's like, well, I don't really want Jay. I want you. And then they go back and forth about each other flirting with other people. And then we hear that Dee respects and loves Rogan. And I'm like, why? Why do you love and respect this man who has humiliated you not once multiple times and has openly disrespected you on camera to the world i have a feeling we're going to be answering these questions or asking these questions all season long until one of them goes home i mean it's it's i think i think the producers think that we're into this drama but there's much more interesting things going on (laughs) than d and j And the merry-go-round they seem to be stuck on. So Rogan and CT meet outside somewhere. And Rogan is wearing someone's skinned cat. You notice Rogan clothes a lot. I don't don't realize these things. FYI, this is not the jacket that I referenced last week. (laughs) Okay. This is a different coat that he's wearing. So I'm not sure, like... Like, literally, it looks like someone skinned stray cats and put it into a, a fur jacket. I'm going to have to look up a reference image because I have no idea what you're it's talking awful. about. You don't remember that awful, like, it was like a blondish I I truly did not take note of what he was wearing. Oh, my God. We'll, not- we'll, we'll find it and show it to you. But anyway, he tells CT that he wants to go in to murder Jay. And for some reason, he thinks CT is going to choose him, Rogan, (laughs) and give Rogan the opportunity to get into a final over CT's own well-being and stake in the game. (laughs) CT just says, why? Uh, Why would I do that? He's like, uh, no, bro. (laughs) But But apparently CT is his big bro and will do anything for him. And everybody else is like, um nah cta ain't fucking with you like that (laughs) he might like you but he's not gonna give up what he sees as a layup to the final right just for your revenge against your ex-girls making out in a club in Prague. girl you said you didn't you don't like yeah okay dude all right the tribunal sits down to deliberate who are going to be the three that they enter into interrogation CT makes it known that he wants to have first pick 
he's going to make the final decision, of course, when they get to the purgatory and he can kind of like size up what the challenge is going to be. And then they decide on three people to vote for. First, Nelson, because he made enemies um, during the House vote. Uh, Rogan, because he wants to, to kill Jay. <laughs> and Bear, and this is my favorite thing, <laughs> because apparently he loves the attention. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> and, but you know what? I have to say, I love Bear, because he just does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And Bear, when he comes in to talk to the tribunal, is just like, fuck all this shit. I don't want to go in. I loved it. <laughs> Everybody else is fighting to go in. Say it. Them go in. <laughs> um, Nelson's argument during his interrogation is that he thinks Jay is a layup. He thinks he can beat Jay. And I, I kind of am pissed that everyone keeps calling Jay a layup as if he didn't win the first purgatory that he was in. He I mean, I get it. He he's, was just hanging. He's, he's small, but he has, he has the experience. Or at least he has one experience to his name, whereas in this game, no one else, no other guy has won a challenge yet. Yeah. Rogan, apparently he lies and says he's always wanted to go in, but it's just especially attractive to him this time because of his vendetta against Jay, and we all know Which that's false. Is bullshit. <laughs> last season, this dude literally cried. He cried anytime his name was considered for elimination. Not voted on. Mind you, not voted on. It would be like, you know, how in the opening scene they were like, who are you thinking of voting on? And someone would be like, Rogan, like, oh, why, why are you saying my name? <laughs> like he several times. At one point he got down on his knees Ew. and begged someone like like this, palms palm to palm begging someone not to throw him in like dude is a douche yeah like he's a, such a little bitch and he's definitely one of those people who tries to play harder than he is for sure for sure Ugh. so after the tribunal rogan i think they're in the kitchen or something that giant room that's kitchen gym living room yeah whatever Rogan tries to antagonize Jay like he's walking around all passive aggressive. <laughs> That's seriously the theme of this episode. Let's be passive aggressive and aggro and shit. Yeah. He's walking around saying, well, I guess Jay's going home tomorrow because I'm going to take him out. And Jay's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? In the most casual seated pose that one could yeah. assume. <laughs> so Jay fights back and shows that he doesn't really give a fuck about anything that Rogan is saying. And Jay reminds Rogan that he's actually the one who's friends with Bailey and Swaggy C because they all did Big Brother together. Mm. So Jay says what I think is a fantastic strategy. He says, I'm going to make it my mission to make sure you never get voted into elimination, whether yeah. it's this one or future ones. That is now my mission, which is great because that means that Rogan would sit there, compete, and never make it in. And then at the end, with no red skull, he would just get, bye. -bye. bye. See you later. Bye, yep. Ashy. Hmm. So I love it. I love that Jay's like, look, I already know I'm going in, but I'm not taking shit from you. Yeah. Which is great. 
It's amazing. I love, I love Jay for that. He like really stood his ground. He wasn't posturing and trying to be yeah. all like alpha male or whatever. He just like stated shit exactly how it was. Yeah. And so he made a fan out of me in that moment. So we finally move on to purgatory. Yes, and yes, yes. folks walk in, everyone's trying to figure out what the game is. No me one can too. Really quite tell what it's supposed to be. It's and a lot of cinder Paige. block. Paige is standing there looking very pleased at himself as if he <laughs> masterminded this entire this is, thing. This was his baby. <laughs> yep. So see, it gets to the point where TJ asks who's coming in against Jay and CT decides to volunteer to go in. So at this point, they show a clip of my very, very favorite thing, which Bananas. is banana, banana backpack. <laughs> banana backpack. And it makes me so giddy. I, I laugh for like five minutes every time I see that. Yeah. And Jay is a bit too excited to be going up against CT while everyone else is concerned for Jay's life. <laughs> they are wondering if he's going to make it out of this with all his bones intact. Jay is like a little boy who is like meeting his superhero. Yes. For the first time. That's his entire attitude and it's so wholesome. <laughs> it's very cute, but it's kind of like he doesn't recognize the danger. The physical real danger <laughs> like you in danger girl <laughs> like that should have been the name of this episode jake <laughs> danger girl <laughs> but so, teach introduces the game yeah so the game for this purgatory is called take shelter and the things that everyone was looking at are two mini bunkers with a variety of materials there's ropes chains cinder blocks pallets there are chunks of concrete yeah sidewalks etc there's a lots of things here and in order to play take shelter each challenger can use any of the materials they want to barricade the bunkers to make it difficult to their opponent to enter and they have 20 minutes to do so so they can use any of the materials in any way they see fit to try to stop their opponent from opening this bunker. Mm -hmm. After 20 minutes, they'll switch and try to break in. And very interesting rule that was added on here at the end is that they have to open the door completely before they enter, which means they can't squeeze themselves in through like a little slit. A little hole. Yeah. Yeah. I was, as I was watching this challenge, the way the two of them approached it, all I wrote was CT, all the knots, J, all the debris. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, CT focuses on the ropes and CT points out that he's very good at knots. Actually, a couple of seasons ago, he won his way into a final against Durrell. I don't know if you remember Durrell. No, I don't. Look him up. He's so oh, hot. He was okay. a boxer. Um, so it was basically like match of the Titans because Darrell is like a four or five time challenge winner mm -hmm. at that point, and CT is CT. And they had to basically take these giant ropes and tie them around like 
it was like a jungle gym structure. Okay. Like, you know, those dome shaped structure. Yeah. So it was similar to this, but it was just rope. And they had like 20 minutes to tie the rope in the biggest knot that they can. And then they would switch. And then the first person to unknot the rope wins. When I tell you that Darrell didn't even get past the first knot, <laughs> like this thing was tied up so well. Um, so that's where like CT is like, we all know I'm good at knots. Yeah. And I, he's done this before. And I didn't know, but like now I'm going to add like knot tying to my list of ways to prepare for the challenge. Yes. Like my hypothetical challenge that I'm going to be in one day. I didn't realize right. that was a skill I needed to develop. Yeah. On the other hand, Jay's strategy is just to put as much stuff as he can in front of the door so that he can tire CT out. Yeah. But it looks to me that Jay is mostly tiring himself. <laughs> he can't carry half of the shit. Oh, Bear. I think it was Bear. He was like, he's so weak. He's so weak. <laughs> like, he did a great job because there was, there was definitely a little mountain. Yes. On top of that, um, in front of that door on Jay's bunker. But it took Jay the entire 20 minutes to collect that mountain versus CT, who spent about 15 minutes on his ropes and knots. Yeah. And then created his own little mountain in the remaining five minutes. Yeah, similarly sized mountain. Yeah, with bigger, heavier stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. both both built up their defenses using their respective strategies, and then they have to switch and get to undoing the other person's work. Um, and they seem pretty evenly matched for for a while. Well, CT immediately begins tossing off shit. Oh, and just like throwing cinder blocks. <laughs> when Jenny was just like, oh, I'm going to throw that over there. I'm going to throw that over there. CT was like tossing this over my shoulder, tossing this under my leg. He's just throwing shit left and right, <laughs> left and right until he gets to the, he gets to the door fairly quickly. And Jay, he, it takes a little longer to get to the door, but he does get there in good time so yeah he struggled with some of the bigger like concrete pieces i don't know what you call them he struggles with lifting some of those so he resorts to kind of like trying to push them <laughs> the way but you know he he gets everything cleared and at this point i see ct start smashing cinder blocks and i'm not sure what the hell he's doing uh, yeah at first i thought he was um just showing off like i am strong man i break rock against rock <laughs> and we learn i think from anisa yes that one of the things we didn't see which they definitely should have shown was that jay had actually weaved his chain through several of the cinder blocks mm -hmm. which was actually really smart yeah but ct being a thinker also recognize that it's going to take me more time to pull the chain through all these blocks or i could just I, smash the block just break the blocks ct smash it's like neanderthal meet homo sapien <laughs> he's yeah. the missing link <laughs> yeah so it was actually like 
a relatively smart strategy of him to start busting all of those um, cinder blocks. But in doing so, he and en- he ends up exerting much more um, energy than he would have if he was pulling the chain. Because Jay only used the little chain, as opposed to CT, who used the chain, he used the rope, he About used the six ropes. Rope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he ends up expending a lot of energy, but getting through it quicker. So interestingly enough, and a surprise to no one, is CT actually starts opening his door first. But then less than a minute later, we see that Jay is also at that point too. Now, what's interesting is that CT's door is still chained, but the point where it's chained is at the door opening. Yeah. When we look at Jay's, his rope is also still attached. But when you look at where his rope is attached, it's on the hinge side. Exactly. So CT is struggling to pull his open while Jay very easily, not very easily, but easier than CT is able to open his completely all the way and run inside and in he does the unthinkable yeah everyone's shocked ct and the rest of the challengers as well as the rest of the world lose their fucking mind yeah it was completely unexpected going crazy everybody is going crazy and ct is just like fuck it but he congratulates jay because you know this is the new ct um, he's not trying to bust skulls like he, like, he, <laughs> like he has in the past. You know, he's yeah. new, he's mature, he has the dad bod. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay, Jay is just like, oh my God. And he says that this was one of his dreams. And CT Wait, no, this is my, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't wrestle, I beat bitches up. <laughs> That's so it. we will save that. We will save that for a don't wrestle and beat bitches up moment. So CT limps off and this made me laugh so hard. He tell he yells to the rest of the challengers to send him his back back to Miami as if they find it. And he slowly limps his old man body out of the he arena. Away. And I'm just like I feel you, dude, because I'm pretty, we're about the same age, and that's how my back feels when I'm just rolling out of bed. So <laughs> I can imagine how he feels after chucking around all those cinder blocks. So Jay gets his second red skull, and he is still the only guy qualified to enter the final. Indeed. Yeah. What would you have changed about the purgatory? I, I I don't know. I I I liked it. I wouldn't have changed anything. I think this was an interesting physical, but not like against someone else. It was physical in a different way. Um, it was a nice contrast to to a lot of the other challenges where it's like literally head to head, very fast pace, where it was just like a slower, more calculating kind of dynamic. And I I enjoyed it. I wouldn't like to see it every week, but it was, it's, I think it's going to be a nice thing to have like once every five episodes or so. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, 
I thought that this was another this like producer type shenanigan stuff because there have been several games in the past like this where competitors have to get something open and they squeeze themselves through whenever they have the opportunity. And this is the first time that there's ever been this stipulation that they had to get the door all the way open. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like the producers changed this at the last minute to kind of give, um, to kind of take an advantage away from Jay because he's so much smaller than CT. Yeah. He could have squeezed through like a little crack, a sliver, <laughs> right? Um, but if you notice during the, the game, at the end, when they're both opening their doors, CT opens his door first and it is halfway open and more than enough space for him to get in. For sure. Like it was that he wouldn't have even had to squeeze to get it. It was enough space for him to easily walk through there. But because of that stipulation, he had to keep trying to rip the chain off. And I just thought it was, it was just an interesting adjustment because they've never had that stipulation before in the past with similar mm. games. So to me, it just like, it just reeked of producer involvement. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my, that's my, you know, conspiracy theorist take <laughs> on that. I don't, I don't think I would have changed anything either. I really liked the game. I liked that there was the element of the brawn in there, as well as the element of the brain and figuring out what strategy you needed to use to slow your um, competitor down. Yeah. Um, so it was good. I do like that they've been doing a lot of newish things this season in these elimination and these purgatories. And so that's the breakdown. And now moving into our special segments. Uh, the first one is nominating our challenge all-star. Someone who did something great this episode or who we liked the most. Dr. K, what was yours? So or who was yours? Mine was definitely Jay. I mean, he pulled off one of the biggest upsets I think we've seen on the challenge in a while. No one expected him to come back from this. And no one expected him to be able to um, walk or come back from this alive once it was identified that CT was the one going into um, the elimination, the purgatory. I also liked how he handled Rogan. Yeah. I like that he seems to be a fairly humble guy. Um, and honestly, when he's not wearing that black scully that he has on all the time, it's kind of hot. He's cute. Yeah. I, I, he has this kind of like unassuming handsomeness, you know? Yeah, he's very handsome. Yeah. I, for me, it was Jay as well. I just, he's gotten thrown in both times because everyone assumed that he was a layup and both times he's won and he has come back and so just for that alone so much respect and the fact that he's not a dick not actively a dick or overtly a dick like much many of the other men are is only a bonus yeah 
and I did have an honorable mention, um, mm -hmm. which was Big T. And I just loved when Johnny basically tried to manipulate her. Yeah, I tried to bully her. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you're who I decided to vote for, and you're who I'm still voting for. So yeah. go Big T. Although she was back to that wig. I know. Again. Big T, girl, want your bald head. We yeah, love it. your bald head. Uh, and who next up who we would nominate for elimination this is the person we were not a fan of we did not like this episode I'm gonna have to vote for Rogan he is a dick yep I'm gonna vote for the other half of Rogan D because she's an idiot <laughs> yeah and I don't like the fact that she is playing with Jay because if it was a guy doing that we wouldn't hear the fucking end of it mm -hmm. so it's not cool when guys do it it's also not cool when girls do it either yeah all right next up lessons in shade we're gonna talk about our favorite shady moment or manipulation from the episode and my favorite was Anissa making fun of that awful, awful blanket of Swaggy C's and Bailey's because it was truly ridiculous. How about you? For me, probably like the Wes fake out. I think he knew what he was going to do from the beginning, but he led all of us on, both the people in the house and those at home who were just waiting for him to betray Johnny in some way. And no, you were waiting for him to betray Johnny. Well, I mean, I feel like we, I feel like if he would have voted Johnny, none of us would have been surprised, let's say. Right. Um, and so I guess it wasn't shady because he's actually holding up his end of the bargain, but it's so out of character that it's, 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 it's interestingly surprising. Um, so yeah, that was my moment because he subverted my expectations, let's say. Yeah. Now for our favorite segment. I don't wrestle. I beat bitches up. I don't wrestle. I beat bitches up, which is our favorite line from the episode. We have, I'll start with mine. It was, and Dr. K was alluding to this earlier in, this, in the episode when she was discussing the end of the purgatory. Um, but Jay's kind of looking up at CT with his puppy dog eyes and telling him how this has been a dream of his for a long time, one of his goals. And CT, after already having said congratulations to him a couple times, things like, good job, rookie, looks over it, gives him a side eye and goes, don't make it weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. As Jay's just like adulating him with all of this praise in a way that frankly did make me a little bit uncomfortable because CT's just a person. <laughs> and Jay, Jay was like, yeah, I know I'm weird, but... I, it was still great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I met Mark Anthony or something, but it's just like this small microcosm of like the challenge celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what um, was yours? My favorite was Ashley after she gets into it with, um, with Johnny right after the voting happened. And as Johnny is leaving, she yells, Hang up your jersey, dude. You're everyone's grandpa in here. 
Accurate. Accurate. It's just such great shade and very, very true because he's too old to be there. I agree. And picking fights with people. Like CT's also too old to be there. But he's but mellowed he's with so age. He's so mellow and yeah. zen. And he lets other people fight. Yep. He doesn't go around busting heads anymore because he recognizes that that was a thing he did when he was a young 20 something. A foolish youth. Yes. And Johnny's still now playing the he's same almost game. Almost 40. <laughs> yes. All right, next up, stupidness in social media. I think this is going to become a theme of me not being prepared. So, Dr. K, what do you have for us this week? So, this week, we have another tweet from Dee because she just can't help herself. And in this tweet, she says, it baffles me the amount of hate directed to me on Twitter is from mostly females. And I'm like, bitch it's because you're making us look bad you're just horrible and also you were the worst feminist last episode when you ganged up on jen because your ex was flirting with her your anger is misdirected honey child she she also brought some of that to this episode because when her and uh when her and what's what's that dumb dude's name rogan (laughs) her and rogan were having their little spat at the end of the evening and he was like you would flirt with him in front of my face her response was well that didn't stop you from flirting with that little bitch last week quote unquote yeah and now you want to claim women's rights (laughs) not how it works no you can't you can't be mad at people at other women um rightfully calling you out when you were disrespecting women yourself exactly that's not how it works once you start loving women women will love you and until then we reserve judgment right and stop using people just because they're nice oh that is that is so one of my pet peeves when people see someone is like very nice and they use them romantically to get back at someone else mm-hmm. because they know they're not, that person isn't going to shut them down. Yeah. It's shitty. It's really shitty behavior. So fuck you, D. Oh, and then predictions and possibilities. What are you anticipating for the next episode or maybe some predictions for the rest of the season? I mean, for me, we had predicted in our first episode that this partnership between Johnny and Wes would fall apart at some point. And my prediction was episode four. Your prediction was episode six. But it seems like we're not on track. We seem more like we're on track for their partnership solidifying and not breaking down, it's which is really annoying. interesting. I know, but it's definitely not going to happen by next episode until unless things take a drastic turn. You never know. It's the challenge. Who thought... This little dude was going to whoop CT's ass. It's true. Oh, and my second prediction is that eventually, maybe even at the next purgatory, TJ is going to announce yet another rule in which those (laughs) who have multiple red skulls, like every extra red skull you get gives you some kind of advantage in the final, whether it be like 30 minutes or an hour head start. That way, people will be discouraged from continuing to send in layups um, 
and give them the possibility of getting an even greater advantage in the final. Interesting. That's what I think. What about you? Um, I don't really have any major predictions right now. I think Rogan is going to continue to piss people off, especially since Jay is still here. And mm-hmm. I think the rest of the house is kind of building a respect for Jay, rightfully. He, yes. he deserves it at this point. And I think that's going to lead to a turning of the tides for Rogan because for some reason he feels that he has a lot of power currently, which I think is in his head. Yeah. He's all bluster. No substance. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think that's going to happen. Next week is a girl's a ladies elimination week and it should be interesting to see what happens next week because you know ashley's getting riled up kayla's getting riled up but kayla unlike ashley actually has real friends in the house (laughs) um not to say ashley is fake because i don't want her screaming in my face no or crying right but Ashley, the crew that Ashley usually runs with is not here this season. Okay. So she doesn't have her ride or dies, so to speak. I do agree that she's generally friendly-ish with everyone. Like she talks to and hangs out with everyone, but her actual crew is not here. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that shifts the dynamic that she's had the the previous seasons the most recent previous seasons um i don't know i i'm hoping that they're not trying to build this whole bailey swaggy power couple because good lord they continue to be annoying as fuck yeah i mean they had kind of actually cooled off for me a little bit i wasn't I didn't feel any way strongly about them. And then the blanket incident (laughs) (laughs) happened and it just... And the photographic memory. (laughs) It just highlighted all the things that are strange about their dynamic. Um, So we'll see. (laughs) I I would love if uh, Bailey got voted in, either voted straight in or into the tribunal uh confessions or what do they call that the interrogation the interrogation (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be next season it's gonna be all catholic themed there's gonna be a lot of guilt a lot of confessionals (laughs) we already had that in episode two (laughs) but yeah i would love to see because i want to see what they can do they're, they definitely, they are like Rogan in that they have all this bluster, all this swagger, but y'all haven't even, you've never done the show before. You've never done an elimination before. Yeah, you've, te- you've won two of the missions, but Swaggy, you didn't win that mission by your, the first mission by yourself. Yeah. And honestly, neither did Bailey because she had to cheat off of someone else. <laughs> Which is fine. Win however you want to win, but don't you can't claim the victory was fully yours. Yeah. So I 
I want to see them put their their money where their mouth is. Man, we're that, not, we're that not one. To remember no, you got that one right. Or... You got that one okay. right. <laughs> we're not going to remember any of these phrases. <laughs> oh, all right, folks. That's all for us. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Challenge Re Podcast. I'm Ray. And I'm Dr. K. Peace. Signing off. <laughs>